Father, it's amazing how you love us. Your love encompasses us. No matter what we're going through, you are always there, always protecting us. We don't deserve it. I'm a person infected with sinful desires. And I know I often choose to stir up the bad attributes in and outside of my life. But you still love me. Show me how to flee from these and how to replace them with the qualities you want within me. And allow me to show others what you look like what your love is like and how to effectively seek your guidance and your help with the baggage that I have in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Can I have a seat? Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. When I was a senior in high school, my grandfather fell ill, was in the hospital, ultimately in a rehabilitation center. And my friends and I had planned a trip to Myrtle Beach after graduation. And we had to decide who was going to drive. It would take more than one car. And I remember getting together with them to figure out who would be driving to Myrtle Beach. Another one of my friend's father was sick. And there was discussion about that he shouldn't drive because what if something happened to his father while we were there? There's no mention about the fact that my grandfather was also ill. And lo and behold, I was chosen as one of the drivers. While we were in Myrtle Beach, my grandfather died. And I overheard my friends, so-called friends, discussing, well, what are we going to do if Matt decides to leave? How are we going to get home? Are we going to have to cut our trip short? Is he going to ruin our, our trip to Myrtle Beach after graduation? I stayed because I'm a stubborn person and I heard what they said and I wasn't going to give them the benefit of me being the fault for their vacation being ruined. I didn't want to stay. I barely talked to them the rest of the time we were there. When we got home, I went to my grandfather's funeral. Not a single one of them came to the funeral. Bitterness, 
anger, rage, malice. Those were the things that were in my heart towards my friends. Later that summer, my friend's father did die. And I remember my friends calling me and trying to arrange what time we were going to go to the funeral home to support him. If I'm honest, I didn't want to go. They weren't there for me. Why should I go there for them when they weren't there for me? Ephesians 4 gives me the answer. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave me. I went to that funeral. I wish I could say I went in a, a completely clean heart without any bit, bitterness or anger, but if I'm honest, it was still there. Maybe it's still a little bit inside of me. I, I, you know, those so-called friends were friends on Facebook, but that's, that's it. I haven't talked to them since the summer after we graduated high school. They weren't really friends. That's when you know who your true friends are, is when life gets hard. Who is there? Who is there when you need help the most? You see, far too many people walk around carrying heavy baggage from years of mistakes, hurt, pain, bad choices, you name it, we all have baggage. But in Jesus, there's no condemnation for our past mistakes because we are given the gift of eternal grace. It's time to unpack all of the worthless weight that we have been carrying around with us and to learn to live free from that weight. Some of the baggage we carry around with us is bitterness and anger because of past pain, past frustrations, and that can spill into our current and our future relationships. You can create collateral damage, but we have to learn how to let it go. We have to choose forgiveness and repentance to, in order to be kind, tender-hearted, and loving towards others. So today, we're starting a three-week-long sermon series called Baggage, because we all have it, far too much of it, and we have to learn how to let it go. I was going to say, as Elsa would say, but I never actually watched that movie. I only know that, that quote. Um, we have to learn how to let it go. But obviously, in order to let go of an issue, we must first understand what the issue or what the problem even is. Ephesians, that we read earlier, Paul identified seven specific things that we as believers need to get rid of. Bitterness, rage, 
anger, brawling, slander, every form of malice and unforgiveness. We need to let go of those things. And honestly, that's just the, the tip of the iceberg. When it comes to the range of negative emotions, feelings, and attitudes that we often carry around with us. So where do they all come from? Surely, it's not, like, it's not like people wake up in the morning and decide to be bitter or angry. I've never heard someone say, I sure hope someone does something awful to me today so that I can withhold forgiveness from them. We don't do that. And yet, if we're honest, there are many of us who silently hold on to bitterness, anger, and envy in our hearts toward others. So the first step to letting it go is to identify what it is that you're carrying around. A few ideas of how to help with that identification process. One way is to bring the process to the Lord in prayer and ask that He help to reveal any areas that you're holding back. Another way is to bring that process to some trusted friends and ask them to help you identify any obvious areas of trouble or maybe blind spots that you may be missing. Another area is if you don't already have a professional counselor or advisor, find one. It's unfortunate that there's a stigma within a society, and especially within the church, about counseling and advisors. Because if you look in the book of Proverbs, many places it talks about the importance of seeking counsel and advice. Proverbs 11 says, where there is no guidance, a people falls. But in the abundance of counselors, there is safety. Proverbs 19 says, Listen to advice and accept instruction. And in the end, you will be wise. Proverbs 20 verse 18 says, Plans are established by seeking advice. Scripture encourages that. We need to get past that stigma and seek advice the advice of trusted counselors and advisors. Once you've identified the areas of baggage in your life, the next obvious step is to do something about it, to get rid of it, to let it go. But thanks be to God that his plan for you is much bigger than just letting it go and being done with it. He's interested in in healing, in restoring, in seeing you walk in freedom from that baggage. 1 John chapter 1, we read this. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us 
from all sin. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. One of my favorite passages, and if I'm honest, I have a hard time reading it without singing in my head DC Talk in the light. But you're lucky I didn't sing it out loud. But it's, that dates me for you younger people. That was what the band that Toby Mac used to be in back in the old days. See, in the book of Colossians, the Apostle Paul says that you have been rescued from the dominion of darkness, that you and I share in the inheritance of the saints of the kingdom of light. Things like bitterness, Anger, malice, slander, unforgiveness, you name it. They are characteristics of the worldly system, but they are not characteristics of the kingdom of light. So as believers, it's important for us to regularly evaluate ourselves and consider the fruit that we are producing. When we identify and we recognize rotten fruit, baggage, we bring it into the light. We confess it and we ask for forgiveness, or in some cases, we extend forgiveness to others. And God, who is faithful and just, forgives and purifies. I know this all sounds amazing and wonderful, but who doesn't want to walk in freedom of the light, unhindered by the excess baggage? The big question is, what do you do when the baggage is too big? It's too heavy. It's too difficult to work through. The answer is, trust the process. You have to trust the process of working and getting to know Jesus, bringing him into your life, turning your life over to him, and he will help you through it. Those friends from high school, we may never be super close again, but I don't have any animosity towards them anymore. I've forgiven and I did many things that I probably that I need their forgiveness from as well. But I had to trust the process that Scripture gives us. Now there are members of this church who I have hurt, who have, who have hurt me. But I have to trust the process. The process of sanctification takes time. The process of letting go can be a long and a difficult one. The process of identification can take significantly longer than we ever hoped it would or thought it should. The process of coming into the light might not be a simple hop, skip, and a jump from one place to another. There may be times when that baggage just feels too heavy. And that's when we need to remind ourselves with God 
all things are possible. And we must be willing to trust the process. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 3 says, It is God's will that you should be sanctified. Sanctification is a lifelong process. It's not a day. It's not a week. It's not a three-year internship. And it's not a 22-year journey in church leadership. That one I'm speaking to myself. See, the process of sanctification is is all of life. And God uses all kinds of situations and circumstances to constantly transform us into the image of Jesus. Let me ask a question this morning. Do you trust him? Do you trust him that he has a plan and a purpose for your life? Do you trust him that he will work it all together for good? Do you trust him that there may be situations that the enemy meant for evil, and yet God will use for good? The answer is yes. Then let go of the baggage and start moving forward. Today is as good of a day as any to say goodbye to the anger, say goodbye to the bitterness that you've been holding on to. It's a good day to let it go. I want to draw your attention as I start to wrap up to the words of Jesus in John chapter 10. Jesus explains to his disciples what needs to be done. He says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I, Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Some translations actually say, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The enemy wants to kill us, to steal, to destroy all that we have, all that we've worked for. And one of the ways he tries to accomplish this is by weighing us down. So much trouble and baggage that you simply can't move forward. But Jesus has come that we might experience life an abundant, a full life in light of the kingdom. Hebrews chapter 12 says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, 
scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Let me repeat that question from earlier. Do you trust him? Do you trust that he has a plan and a purpose for your life? That, that he will work it all together for good? That there may be situations that the enemy meant for evil, but that God will use for good. You trust him? If you do, throw off the baggage that has been weighing you down. Run the race of freedom and live in the light. Maybe there's someone here this morning who's never done that, who's never committed to a life living with Jesus. Maybe you're watching online and you haven't made that commitment yet. He loves you. He would do anything for you. Trust Him. Give Him the baggage. He can carry it all. He wants that baggage. Surrender it all to Him. In Jesus' name, we pray. Heavenly Father, You've done so much for us. You came to this earth, you bore our sins, you, you died on a cross just so that we could have a relationship with you. Help us to let go of the baggage that has been weighing us down. Help us to surrender it to you. To surrender everything that we have and to live in harmony with you. In Jesus' name, amen.